Well, good morning. You're all uh, keen this morning. You normally have to uh, get everyone to sit down, but you're all being obedient this morning, which is good to see. So very compliant. So welcome to church this morning, second Sunday of 2022. Don't have to get used to saying that. I just got used to after 12 months saying 2021. Now I have to change it to 2022. And even when I'm signing in with work, I have to get used to the date. So by the end of December, I should be there and then we'll have to change again. So welcome this morning. It's great to have you with us. Um, just remember Pastor Mark and Pastor Michelle in your prayer over this coming month. They'll be back at the end of the month. Just pray that God will just really refresh them and just speak to them through this few weeks uh, time that they've got together and uh, just that he would refresh his vision for the, the coming 12 months. Can you do that? Pray for Pastor Mark and Pastor Michelle. Amen. Well, this morning I want to speak a message called The Voice of God. But before that, why don't we pray? Father, we just thank you, Lord, that we can come around your word this morning through around the table of the Lord, Father. Lord, that we can eat of your word, Father, the bread of life, Father. And Lord, we just pray for the presence of your Holy Spirit, Father, just to speak to us, just to minister to us. And Father, as we go into this new year, Father, that we would hear what you have to say about our lives and what you have for us over this coming 12 months and beyond, Father. Lord, we just ask right now, Father, that our hearts be open, that our hearts be ready to hear and to receive. And I just pray, Father, for the preaching of your word, Father, for the clarity of your word, Father, to go forward, Father, and to have its way how you intended, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you very much, Izzy. Always faithful as usual. Who loves Izzy? Let's give her a, a big hand. Doesn't she do a great job? She just pops up here. She pops up there. She's every Izzy, Izzy everywhere. Today, for any relationship to flourish and grow, it must always be a two-way conversation. Would you agree? If I am always talking and never giving the other person opportunity to verbalise their thoughts and to listen to what they are saying, the relationship will soon become stagnant and dull. Our relationship with God is no different. Too often our prayer life can become a one-way conversation. So as we start the new year, 2022, we need to be able to listen and discern the voice of God and hear what he is saying to us, hear what he's saying about the coming 12 months, hear what he's saying about the coming 12 months and beyond that coming 12 months. What does he want for the next decade? What is, what is it that God wants to say to you this year? What is it that he's speaking to you about now? Is there a challenge in your heart that is the, the voice of God resounding? Is it coming as your own thoughts that 
It's something that needs to be discerned that it's God speaking to our hearts and directing our hearts. John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. The New Living Translation says, My sheep listen to my voice. Now, there's a challenge for us. My sheep listen to my voice. And that's a challenge for us to listen to his voice and what God wants for us. The Greek word for voice is the word phono, which is where we get our modern word, modern English word, phone. Now, when you think of a phone, it's a two-way conversation. It's a, that, that word phono literally means the sound of uttered words. So when I think of a phone, I think of a two-way conversation. I speak and I listen to what the, the other person saying on the other end. It's no different with God. It is a two-way conversation. We speak to him, but we also listen to what he has to say to us. Have you ever been around a person, and um, some married people would know and relate to this, um, and you, you're trying to have a conversation, and it's a bit like in, in marriage, it's uh, not an argument, but a robust conversation, a robust discussion. And all you're interested in doing, I, I'm, I'm the guilty party here, is just trying to get my opinion across. I'm trying to have a discussion with Kathy, and uh, I'm not really listening to her. I'm just thinking about my next opinion. What am I going to say next? And she'll stop and say to me, are you listening to me? And I have to pull myself up and recognize that, no, I'm, I'm, I probably don't even know what she said in the last sentence. So God is like that. God wants to have a two-way conversation. And too often, I think, and I speak from my own experience, I can go and I can start to pray. I can bring my request before God. God, I want this. I want that. God, can you help me with this and that? Um, I've got a few little expenses here, there, God. And there, I'm off again. Rather than just stop and just wait and hear what God wants to say to me. He wants to have a two-way conversation. He wants to have a phone with us. He wants us to hear his voice. The voice of God shouldn't be something unusual or peculiar. Cindy Jacobs, in her book, The Voice of God, says, I really believe God wants his children to know his voice and that he still speaks in an intimate, individual way today. It shouldn't be peculiar. I was listening recently, recently to a, a preacher from the United States, and he'd been preaching for something like 45 years, and he'd been under a bit of stress as a pastor, and, and uh, he didn't realize it was stress at the time, but it was manifesting, he felt, in chest pains. So he went to, to see a... a uh, doctor and, and they said, look, we, we can't find anything wrong. So he was a, a Vietnam vet, so he got into the vet the veterans department and he ended up seeing a psychologist, which was referred, as he was referred to by the, uh, the doctor. And so he's sitting with the psychologist and the, or the psychiatrist and, 
he gives him a questionnaire, he gives the preacher a questionnaire, and he starts to answer all these questions, psych questions. And it gets to the part where it says, do you hear voices? And so this preacher says, he says, what the heck? I've been around so long, I'm just going to say yes and be done with it. And so the psychiatrist is reading through this, and he says he gets to the place where it says, do you hear voices? And he said the psychiatrist's eyebrows almost dropped below the bottom of his nose. And he said, Doc, I know what you're reading. You're reading about, do you hear voices? And the, he said, oh, Doctor, I'm a, I'm a man of God. I'm a preacher. I've got to hear the voice of God. And the psychiatrist said, relax, Reverend, relax. Modern psychiatry allows for voices in a group setting. So he was reassured that it's not something peculiar. It's not something that should be unusual. We should be able to hear the voice of God. The voice of God was something that was active from the book of Genesis. It was always God's intention for us to hear his voice. As we look in the garden of, in, in creation and uh, we see God speaking the world into being when he, he turns to, to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and he says, let us, that plural there's that union together where they're speaking to the, each other, where they're listening to each other. Then we get to creation, and we see the creation of, of man, out of Adam and Eve, and he tells them to go off and, and, to, and to populate the world, to, to, to go into all the world. And then we see the fuller man in the garden. But we see not God as some sort of prime evil being romping through the garden, you know, those human beings, why do they create them pulling his hair out? But gently speaking with his voice, he was always meant to speak and he still speaks today. We see it right through Scripture. You know, Enoch, it says in chapter 5 of Genesis that he walked with God that he walked in fellowship with God. God spoke regularly to Abraham. God spoke in that infamous conversation over Sodom and Gomorrah. Lord, if you will find so many people, will you destroy these, these, these cities? He has that conversation with God. It's a two-way phone. God hears the, his, Abraham's voice and, 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 uh, and, like, and vice versa. We see Samuel in... 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 to 9, where, where Samuel hears the voice of God, the call of God, and he, and he goes to Eli three times, and Eli realizes it and recognizes it. It's the voice of God. We see the commissioning of uh, Isaiah in chapter 6, where God speaks and says, will I find a man? Will I find a man to stand in the gap? So if God created Adam and Eve, to be able to hear his voice. As New Testament Christians, how much more as spiritual beings created in his image and descendants of Adam and Eve are we able to hear the voice of God? Twelve times throughout the New Testament in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Revelation, Jesus uses, uses the phrase, 
He who has ears, let him hear. Attune your ear to what God says this year. You might be surprised. He might just give you some direction for your life. He might just give you some some path to travel this year. He might just surprise you. Attune your spiritual ears. You know, as the years go on and I, I get a bit long in the tooth, Roger, I'm getting old now. Well, you know, how you can be 18 and look this good, I don't know. It's a miracle. My hearing is getting a little bit worse for wear, and my wife has been on to me for about four or five years. You need to get some hearing aids. And I keep denying that I have a, a hearing issue. Everyone else in my household can, can tell that I've got a problem with hearing. And I remember sitting there one, one, one night with my wife, and she says, can you hear that? And I said, what? Listen, can you hear it? I said, I can hear nothing. What is it? It's a security alarm going off in the distance. No, it's not. Can't you hear that? Immediately she turns to me and said, Mick, you need to get hearing aids. And then she'll say something else to me. And I said, what did you say? She says, you need to get hearing aids. I said, no, it's not. It's your accent. <laughs> don't give me that. I don't need hearing aids. But I know that I probably do need hearing aids. Can anyone recommend somebody? You see, we need to turn up our spiritual hearing to hear what God has to say to us. If it was no, nothing peculiar in the garden, it, might, can, it can't be anything peculiar for us as well. In every circumstance of life, we should be able to hear what God is saying to us. When we're when we wanting direction in our decision-making, we need to hear the voice of God. Proverbs 16, 9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. I, try, I can try to think out and scheme and conceive my own ideas, and, and I can try and convince myself that they're a great idea, but what direction is God giving me? It's his direction that counts in my life. It's his voice that I need to hear. Over the last few years, I've attempted in about November to December, to try and attune my spiritual ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying for the coming year. You know, we all get to the 1st of January, and I've been guilty of that myself. Okay, 1st of January, reset. It's a new year. We can start to think. We can start to dream. We can start to have permission to have vision again. But I've decided over the last few years that I would start to pray into the following year around about November and December. Maybe I should be praying before that. But rather than just hit the reset button on the 1st of January, I want to hear what God has got to say. I've tried to, to do this in my daily walks over the last couple of months and probably extending back to July. And I, I, I've 
you know, at times I've just felt an incredible presence of the Holy Spirit as we walk, with, as I walk. And, and, I, and I have no doubt they're just intimate times with the Father and just trying to hear what he has to say. And I, I remember one day just walking through Linear Park. I have this eight-kilometer path that I take. And just walking with the Father and just really feeling an overwhelming sense of his presence. And I, I said to him, Father, you know, it's been a, a heavy year financially for us. We've got a, a few bills, big bills hanging around. Um, we've had a few demands, you know, with, through our son doing aviation. And I, I said, Father, look, we, I don't want to go into the year with debt hanging over me. And about early December, I checked my bank account and there's, there's, there's a fairly substantial sum of money sitting there. And I think, no, this is too good to be true. This, this, is, this is a Christmas miracle or it's too, just too good to be true. And I rang the bank and I said, I've got a question. I've got this substantial amount of money sitting in our account and I don't know how it got there. And the, the lady went away and she said, oh, I'm I can see it, but I'm confused. So she went, and went away and spoke with her supervisor and she came back and said, it's yours. I said, how can that be? She said, when they set up your mortgage, because uh, we refinanced and set up our mortgage with, from Commonwealth to Bank SA, they said they miscalculated. I said, you're joking. And you know the amount that was there was the exact almost to the dollar that we needed to cover ourselves to go into this new year debt-free. And you know, yeah, does, God deserves a clap. God deserves praise for that, absolutely. And it was those daily walks where I just sensed as I was walking, as I was praying, there was just a real sense that God was saying, yeah, I'm going to take care of this. You don't have to worry. I, I, you know, Because I go through the whole thing of like, have we managed our finances properly? Have we done the right thing? And Father, if I haven't done the right thing, please forgive me. <laughs> but, but please overlook all that, you know, sort of hit the ground in, on my knees in the middle of Linear Park. Please, Father, forgive me. Please forgive me. But it's just in those moments where I heard his reassuring voice, I will take care of this for you. I'll take care of this. And I said to Kathy, you know, we can't go around saying we don't deserve it because it would be like saying to our son, here's a thousand bucks, but you don't deserve it. But, you know, it's just the goodness of God as we, I walked daily with the Father and I had that reassuring voice that he was going to cover 2022 for us. In time of crisis, we should be able to hear the voice of God. Matthew chapter 8, verse 8 says, The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. Only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. You know, the, the centurion comes to Jesus to seek out healing for his servant. And Jesus 
And he says to Jesus, only speak your word. And that's what God wants to do in a time of crisis. The centurion had a faithful servant, and he was in a time of crisis, somebody that probably served alongside him for years. And he says, only speak your word. In times of crisis, we need the Father just to speak his word. All it could take is a word of reassurance to know that God will come through in our time of crisis. Over the past two years, you know, when, I'm, when I was 21, 22, I remember breaking up with this young lady and I, I was devastated. And at 21, I thought my, my life would never, ever be the same again. It was a crisis. It was an absolute crisis. But I, I know it, the older I get, you know, I have had crises that have lasted two, three years but I do know that they come to an end because God is in control and that as I'm walking with him and hearing his voice, I know that he's in control of a crisis and he has a reassuring word for us in times of crisis. Over this last two years, God has not left us. He's not forsaken us. It's been a, a, a tough two years, but I know that we'll come to the end of it. I remember thinking to myself at the beginning of 2020, we'll come through it. We will, we will come through it eventually. Got to year one, we're, we're still ticking over. Got to the end of year two, we're still ticking over. But we will come to the end of it because God is in control. God's the one that still speaks and says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the one that speaks to us in times of crisis. He's the one that gives us direction for our lives. He's the one that holds us in the palm of his hands. So thirdly, what does the voice of God sound like? God often speaks to me through his still quiet voice, that whisper in my heart. God spoke to Elijah through his still quiet voice. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 to 12, the Lord's voice wasn't heard. We know the story. It wasn't heard in the wind. It wasn't heard in the earthquake. Neither was it heard in the fire. 1 Kings Chapter 19, verse 12 says, But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still, small voice spoke to Elijah. It was a still, small voice, maybe in a thought, maybe just a whisper in his heart. It was that gentle whisper that spoke to Elijah. I remember on, on many occasions where I've just sensed that still, quiet whisper in my heart when God has directed me to do something. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for anyone because I'm nothing special. I remember many years ago, back in our Alice Springs days, and it was just a, a time where we'd be out in the, in the mall telling people about Jesus, handing out flyers to people and inviting them to church. And uh, we were a bit crazy around that time. You know, we had a lot down here, but not much up here. And um, I remember speaking to this guy in the mall, and I just heard that still whisper, that still quiet voice, that whisper of the voice of God in my heart saying, he's got back problems. This guy here has got back problems. This is a, 
I remember this guy just being a fairly rough and ready sort of guy. So I stepped out and I said, have you got back problems? And to my amazement and to my astoundment that God would actually speak to me and show me that somebody had back problems. And even more amazing, he allowed me to pray for him. But even more astounding and amazing, as I was obedient to that voice of God, God healed his back. You see, listen to that still, quiet voice. Listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say. God speaks through the witnessing of his Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 15, 23 says, For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than these few requirements. That word in good, actually in Greek, is to have an opinion or to think something. Describes a person living an opinion or view that is based on an appearance that may differ from reality. You see, when it seems good to the Holy Spirit, it may differ from the facts. But when we have a sense that it feels good to us and the Holy Spirit... You know, the, I've, I've often talked to some of the guys on the board and I say, you know, if it feels good to the Holy Spirit and to us, it must be, it must be good, must be God. So God witnesses with our spirit. He goes on and says, this verb expresses concepts of having an opinion or supposing something to be true, often on sufficient, insufficient, often on insufficient evidence evidence. So the evidence might be against us, but the Holy Spirit witnesses with us, and it seems good to him and good to us that it is what he wants as we listen to that witness in our spirits. God often speaks to us through prophecy. Prophecy is more likely to be a confirmation of what he has already spoken to us. 1 Timothy 4.14, when uh, Paul is speaking to Timothy and he reassures Timothy and he says, do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. You see, Paul is, re- is reminding Timothy, don't forget that prophecy, the confirmation of what God had already showed you. Don't forget that prophecy. I remember praying some years ago, and uh, I, was, I, was, it was, I was only saved for a few couple of years, and I was saying, God, show me my destiny, show me my destiny. It was like that begging prayer, like that, show me my destiny, show me, what have you got, what's my future, what's my future? I wasn't even married at this time, I, had, I don't think I'd even met Kathy. What's my future? And I'd been praying like this, often on all day. And we were in a, a, a revival meeting with a visiting preacher. And I sort of go up to the prayer meeting. I'm still sort of praying, God, what's my future? God, what's my future? Tell me, show me, show me. What's my future? And this preacher comes up to me and he says, don't you worry about your future. I've just spent all day asking you, God, tell me what my future is. 
And that's all you can say to me? Don't you worry about my future? And, and worst of all, he started quoting scripture to me. He says, God's chosen the foolish things of the world that confound the wise. Is that all he can say to me, God? You've chosen the fools. You're calling me a fool. But, you know, often God, I say that to say this, God will speak to us through prophecy to confirm what is already spoken in our hearts. So as the keyboard player, as he comes, thank you, chinkle those ivories. Application today, and I believe this is one of the most important ways that God speaks to us, is through his word. This has been one of the main ways that God has spoken to me over the years. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to, to guide my feet and a light to my path. The more time you spend in his word, the more likely you are to hear his voice. As a, an adult, now I've, I finally grew up last year into an adult. I still hear the voice. My father is in heaven. He died in 2001. But I still hear his advice. I still hear the words of encouragement that he gave me over my childhood. I remember some of the words that he, he said to me. And they were words like, Michael, always check your tires, your oil, and your water once a week. And those vo that voice of my dad still resonates in my head. Michael, check your oil, your water, and your tires once a week. And every week I hear that voice. Michael, check your oil, your water, and your tires once a week. So off I go to the service station, check my oil, my water, and my tires once a week. I still hear that voice of my earthly father resonating in me. I remember driving down from Balaclava to Kadena. That was the only registered motor vehicle service, SA, we call it now, after I got my license. And I had to... We, we drove up to, to Kadena from Balaclava together to get my full license. I just passed my learners. And I can still hear his voice today as I overtake this car. And he's sitting, he's standing, he's sitting beside me like this. And I thought, I said, gee, God, gee, gee, Dad, <laughs> got good pickup this car, isn't it? I don't care how much pickup it's got. You just focus on the road. <laughs> I can still hear that voice. Just focus on the road. Just focus on the road. Concentrate on the traffic around you. I can still hear his voice. And as we read his word, as we read God's word daily, as we make it a daily routine, we might not feel like we're getting anything out of it at the time, but often, so often in our lives, as we develop that daily routine, God will remind us of his word in a situation. He will remind us of, of, you know, when we're going through things that he, and he will reassure us. 
through His Word. He will, he, that Word will come back to us when we least expect it. So here in my hand, I have my service manual for my work van. Routinely, I take it for a service. If you look through there, you'll see days, years. You'll see a stamp in there to say that I've taken it for a service. As I maintain my vehicle routinely, I can be reassured that it'll keep me going, that it'll keep me out of trouble. You see, as we maintain routinely our daily discipline of reading the Word and journaling, that's my journal, we do that daily. We can look back over the months, over the years, and remind ourselves what God has spoken to us. As we do that routinely, we can remind ourselves, this is where God spoke to me. This is where God spoke to me through His Word. This is where God gave me direction. As I was reading His Word, He spoke to me clearly here. Again, going back to my Alice Springs days, you know, there was a whole heap of us got saved, a whole heap of young, young men got saved. We all moved into a house together. Now that was a challenge with all these young egos flying around the place, slightly refined by the salvation that we had experienced. And I remember walking away in absolute disgust and trying to justify my own thinking and my own behavior and just hearing those words from Psalm 133, how good it is brethren, how good it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. How good is it for brethren to dwell together in unity? And God reminding me as I had read his word, reminding me of what I've already read and how I needed to adjust my behavior. And today as we go into this new year, can I encourage you, continue to do what you've been doing in the previous years. Don't grow weary in doing good. Continue to dig those wells. Continue to hear what God has got to say to you. Continue to cultivate listening to His voice. That still quiet voice that might come in those moments, in those quiet moments, those moments where you're reading His Word, as you journal His Word. Can I remind you, hear what God has to say for you this year and 2022. And as I hit 60, I've particularly started to pray about the next 10 years because I believe the next 10 years is going to be the best years of my life. And 2022 is only the start. Amen. Why don't we stand this morning? Thank you, Father, for your goodness. What do you got for us this morning, Izzy? Where's the rest of the band? They've deserted you. 
Let's pray for you this morning. If you want to hear what God has this morning for 2022 and beyond, why don't we just raise our hands and let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, that we don't walk this walk of life alone, Father, but you walk beside us daily, every minute of the day, Father, that we can hear your voice, we can hear your direction, no matter what we're going through, Father. We thank you, Lord, that 2022 is a year, Father, where we're going to see your goodness displayed even more. Despite the challenges of the last two years, we've always, always seen your goodness. And we thank you for that, Father. Lord, speak to us today. Even in this service, Lord, speak to us. Speak to us over the coming days, Father, and show us what you want. In Jesus' name.